This is Mike Davis with Lovecraft Easing, and you're listening to Microphones of Madness. Hey, everybody. Saturday night, Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over here we have Steve. Hey. <laughs> and, as always... The indomitable Madame Odysseus. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, my darlings. <laughs> All right, so today is our second annual Flash Appreciation Day. Ooh. And it also, this is also our kind of unofficial, official one year anniversary party. Woohoo! Yeah, so. Stay out the bubbly. Uh, Bring out the bubbly. So I guess we'll. I guess we we'll, we can talk about that first. One year of microphones of madness. Um, really, I just want to start and say thanks to everybody that's watched, supported, subscribed. Mm-hmm. Um, want to say want to say thanks to everyone who's been a guest. Special thanks to Steve and Nick and Wes and James for for running our games. And, and keeping us entertained on the other two shows. So thanks, guys. Here's to another year. Here's to another ten years. Fifteen. Fifteen years. Look, let's make it a quarter century. <laughs> I say thanks to. Well, go ahead. If you don't, if, don't die, if the plague doesn't get you. Uh, so yeah, Senpai noticed me today. <laughs> that was kind of fun. It is weird getting strange followers on Twitter. And they don't come any stranger than me. That's true. So, um, you guys have anything to reflect upon from a year? Well, I've only been here for part of it. So, you can still reflect. Mm-hmm. You've, you've been here long enough to reflect. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's been some good times. And some awkward times. And some good awkward times. And some awkward good times. Mm. <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun. Can't yeah. say it's been real fun. <laughs> well, I gotta I say, you guys—you guys have gotten me hooked on more TV programs than anyone ever. Well, that's good. So, damn your eyes for that. And it's—and it, it's not just—it's not television watching. It's—it's it's research. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's what I'm going to tell myself. <laughs> totally research. Totally research. Some of it's bad. Right. Night trilogy. <laughs> Convergence. Oh god. Yeah, I was saying before we started, Convergence and Marvel's version of it. Secret, Secret Wars, Wars. put me off regular comics. I haven't read, picked up, or read a DC or Marvel comic in since August. I just. I feel dirty. 
Right. Hey, but we well, we also got to read Malak. That's true. Right, right. And uh, raising Dion. Raising Dion. Yes. And Matilda. Oh yes. That's true. true. So you know we've gotten you know it's it's ups and downs, man. It's ups and downs. Oh yeah, not every everything's going to be talking to Scott Jones. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is actually a cool aspect of this, is I get to, we've gotten to talk to some people who normally I only know as um, typeset on Facebook. Mm-hmm. This that. is true. And, uh, you know, spend a half hour, 45 minutes talking about them, which is cool. Yeah. We've gotten... Uh, Balagono Jitade to uh, laugh his ass off at our analysis of his story. That's true. <laughs> ah, that's a triumph. <laughs> Definitely a shining moment. And, I mean, we, we, we play some kick-ass role-playing games. We do. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say, that has been so, so awesome for me. I spent years and years and years turning up my nose at role-playing games. Until I got involved with you guys, then it was like, oh my god, what the fuck have I been missing out on? A lot, apparently. Yeah. yeah. How, however, however, I made a mistake, a, a huge mistake that, that unless I correct it right now, we will all die. Uh-oh. Oh, don't bother. When I... <laughs> <laughs> When I listed off all the great comics that were not by the big two that we read over the first year, we did not mention Red Velvet Requiem. Oh, oh my gosh. Sorry. How did we that? Red Velvet Requiem, Tepastic.com. That's I'll, Lily's comic. I wasn't Please don't kill us now. I was, I was <laughs> you can kill Just Steve. Wait till she d- I wait until she runs a game, then we'll all die. I wasn't there. You weren't there. You still read the comic, though. That's true. I love that comic. It is. It's a great comic. It is. And now, and now Lily won't kill us. Yes, yeah, sure. Well, nah, she won't even hear this episode because she's watching boxing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Dodge that boy. <laughs> Speaking of dodging bullets... <laughs> Wait a it's, second. This is not Microphones of Madness Appreciation Day. That's right. It is Flash Appreciation Day. Woo. There he is right there, ladies and gentlemen. I can almost hear We got team. him. Catch him quick. That's that's the closest I could get to having Grant Gustin on. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening to the audio, it's a little Flash uh PVC figure. It's cute. Almost a bobblehead. Almost a bobblehead. Um, so, yeah. Okay. The Flash. Obviously, this is the second time we've talked about him in, in, in you know, the second annual Flash Appreciation Day. Flash is important. He's important. He's, he's one of the greatest characters of all time. And one who has 
remained fairly consistent over the course of his history. He has certain personality traits. Right. You know, you don't you don't see a lot of people going, "Oh, I'm going to do an alternate interpretation of the Flash." Except for Although, Stanley. except for Stanley, and Stan, that, that was kind of his thing, was doing alternate interpretations. Right. Uh, we recently got uh, Kim hooked on the show. <laughs> yes, which wasn't on this week, which really pissed me off. Yeah, I know. Because it's it's getting down to the wire on that show. Things are coming fast and furious. Yep. This is true. This is true. That, well, we'll talk about that in a second. We're gonna. We're first. We're gonna get. We're gonna get the noobs' impressions. Well, <clears throat> first of all, go ahead. <laughs> now go on. Well, I was gonna say, Steve and I have been watching the show uh, since since it premiered. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you really just started watching the show, what, like a, maybe a month ago or so? I actually started watching the show before yeah, I started bad. watching Arrow. Yeah, you started watching the show before you started watching Arrow. Uh, I've been following the show since Grant Gustin guest starred on Arrow. Is the backdoor, the backdoor pilot. Um, but Kim... Is only is only into it. She's sadly, you're still in the first season, so there's going to be a lot yeah. of spoilers. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I don't mind. I'll have forgotten them by the time they come up anyway. Mm. So. Probably, possibly. Yeah. So, so yeah. First impressions from a person. You, I mean, you're not a big comic fan. No. First off, and you know. You, you kind of have your own thing, and we're introducing you to this stuff. What do you think of the show? I like it. It's cool. I mean, he had me from the very first time somebody said particle accelerator. <laughs> Actually, he had me a little bit before that, but then he really had me. He had me at particles. Yes, this is a nerd, and this is this is my kind. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it. it the show definitely has the smartest uh, cast of mm -hmm. any any show. I mean, every character is a fucking genius. Sure, every character <laughs> yeah. has a degree, is a scientist, or a doctor. Mm -hmm. Or every otherwise an character. expert in their field. Right. I think the only one who wasn't was uh, the weather wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of the villains, a lot of the villains are kind of, you know, street punks with powers. Right. Some of them, some of them aren't, you know, you know, it's not like, it's not like uh, Batman villains where every single one of them is a doctor. <laughs> or an industrialist. <clears throat> or an industrialist. But... But even like characters now, I'm gonna say it because you know I have the man crush on Captain Cold. Yeah. But Cap Captain Cold isn't a a uh, PhD. He's not a doctor, but he's a criminal genius. Yes. Yes, he's a criminal genius. Yes. He's an expert in his profession of criminal activities. Um, he's. 
he's he's pretty damn good with electronics, security systems particularly. Yes. Definitely, definitely a professional grade mechanical engineer. Right, and he knows how to he knows how the gun works, even though he, he it's not his invention in this version of it. Mm -hmm. It's um, Cisco Ramones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't know every single detail to to be able to. He can repair it, maintain it, but and know when it's been sabotaged. Right. But he doesn't. He just doesn't have the uh, expertise to build one from scratch. Right. He's like which, an Audi mechanic. Which apparently, which apparently, you know, Cisco Ramon can build anything out of just shit laying around. That's yeah, true. He's the MacGyver of the group. It's, MacGyver isn't fit to walk <laughs> in Cisco Ramon's footsteps. He probably watched MacGyver as a kid and thought, I want to do that when I grow up. Oh, hey, here. I, I can make this out of this. You know, honestly, awesome. honestly, the way they write the character of Cisco Ramon, that's probably exactly how it went down. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's, that's kind of the other thing is you have the two. Sadly, Caitlin is kind of, you know, she's, she's the one that's kind of outside of everything. But you know, she's a medical doctor, biologist by trade, biochemist. But she's the, she doesn't get all of the references. But Cisco and Barry are as big a nerds as anybody. Well, also they're kids. Yeah. Right. Well, Caitlin's not that much older. No, but then, I mean, they're all basically adults. I mean, Barry works in forensics in the police department, for crying out loud. Right, but I mean, how old is he? 22? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think Twenty. I think I've caught that. Yeah, I don't think they've ever actually said how old Barry was. You could probably figure it out. Right. But I never really sat down and did the math. Okay, when I was ten years old, the man in yellow, blah blah blah. You could, yeah, you could totally figure it out. Yeah, because they they've also said how long his dad's been in prison and stuff like that. Fourteen right. years, I think they said. That would make him 24. Okay. Which I guess is not bad. Yeah, how old is this People enter their careers this. Do what? What was that, Steve? How old is Cisco? 19? No. <laughs> Cisco, I think, is the same age. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, and they've taken to reminding us, particularly on the Supergirl crossover. Because Barry Allen's character is surrounded by all of these like super geniuses, that you know Barry's no slouch either. And in in Supergirl, he he goes into their crime lab, writes the uh, algorithm to track Livewire, builds two pairs of the little earplug things that they used. Against Pied Piper, right? To protect them from Silver Banshee, you know, and yeah, and it's just like uh, all the other characters are just kind of left left in the dust, literally. All, all we have are military personnel backing us up. Mm -hmm. 
It was. It was. <laughs> that was one of the great moments of 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 that crossover. Was uh, Lucy Lane coming up and and you know being a badass and all and. He's like, oh, well, it's no big deal. I catch criminals with a mask and without a mask. I'm a CSI. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one of the things that I definitely like about this character, is that he's not just all about the powers. Mm-hmm. He uses his actual brain. Oh, yeah. he's Barry Allen, the Flash as a character, generally, that's how he solves problems. Is he solves problems with his brain. You know, yeah, he uses his powers, but it's usually he has to come up with a creative use of his powers, right? To to like, catch the criminals, like Spider Man, right? Like Spider Man, because all the criminals have powers too, right? So it's like you have to you have to have something up on them, you know? Yeah, and because otherwise his powers against powers, and there's nothing ever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And ever usually, happens. and usually. Uh, the bad guys in The Flash have powers that counteract his speed in right. some way. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, that's... Really, that's kind of an example of good writing is, okay, he just doesn't run up on a bank robber and punch him in the face, although he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do that to a mook. Right. But you can't do that to the big bad of the episode. Exactly, exactly. So you know you have to you have to come up with some kind of exciting, you know, and and plausible explanation for how he beats the guy. It's like Star Trek. Yeah, yes. yeah, kind of like Star Trek. I mean, and and truthfully, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know, reading some of the Silver Age stuff, is that the tone of the Flash has always been. Science fiction. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, I'm getting that vibe. But not over the top. No. That, that is the thing. It's like, you really will see the Flash go to Planet X and fight the green guys with the stupid antenna who miraculously understand him and they understand them. You don't, you don't see that, that Batman plot or Superman in the, of the same era... Mm-hmm. You actually get to see the Flash fight bad guys, right? And maybe it's because he doesn't punch him in the jaw. No, that he'll run run rings around them or figure out a way to counteract their particular power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they're he's they're allowed to they were allowed to do that at the time because you had the comics code where you weren't allowed to punch people. Right. Well, what, if you're Batman and that's your thing. What are you doing? You're going to Planet X to find out when Robin dies at dawn. Right. And you can punch aliens. Right. You just can't punch other people. Right. Now, however, you know, it. you say that it wasn't over the top, but in certain aspects it was because, you know, a lot of these comic writers, particularly back then, didn't do a lot of research. It was, you know, basically uh, to entertain. Oh, it was. It was also like assembly line type of work. Right. Yeah. All well, these guys are crammed into an office, and it's like, okay, you know, we need, you know, thirty-two pages. You have two weeks, and they come up with these implausible plots, like 
uh, Solovar tracking the Flash with his super scientific senses, right. and that the Flash is leaving speed radiation. Well, no one said that the science was sound. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you, you get this type of you know nonsensical but, I mean, stuff. But it's about as sound as the science in like an Asimov novel. Yeah. Or, well, maybe not Asimov, but, you know, some of the pulpier science fiction at the time. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. which, which played fast and loose with, with time travel and the speed of light and the, the same sort of sciencey things that they use in The Flash. Right. I mean, for crying out loud, the reverse Flash could be fast because of the leftover radiation from running. That was left on the uniform. That's how he got his speed in the comics. Nice. Mm. Although they they ended up retconning that, didn't they, to Thawne, um duplicating the accident? Right, but I'm. But back then, yeah, yeah, he just soaked up the the speed radiation. Yeah. Although, you know, I guess that was you know speed radiation. You know, being the first hints of the speed force. Right, and it, I mean, you could see where it kind of makes sense. And they're talking about something that they were making up as they were going along. And right. No one knows why he was fast. He got bathed in random chemicals. And a lightning bolt. Right. The ionized random chemicals. <laughs> hey, before that was hard water. Mm-hmm. Heavy water. Heavy water. The vapors of heavy water. And then... Yeah, hard water is what I got in my tap. <laughs> yeah, drink that up, Kim. You'll become the Flash. Yeah, sweet. Then you have to spill it on the ground and spend the night. Uh, I, need the, light, I need a lightning bolt, though. Fumes. Nope. nope. Uh, I got an outlet over here. I got an outlet over here. That was Jared, just... Yeah. <laughs> Barry, Barry Allen was the lightning bolt, and uh, Jay Garrick was just the vapors. Yeah, <laughs> vapors. Because that was. Uh, I actually have that. Well, was, Jay, Jay Garrick was the uh, what? The forties. Yeah. And okay, so. All right. It is hard water. Jay, you've studied these gases emanating from hard water for three years. This new experiment, I know what it means, Professor. I'll separate the elements. Long into the night, the experiment goes on. 3.30, I need a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense, his, because heavy water is actually a thing. His nicotine fit caused him to spill the hard water. Yes. And it crashes on the metal floor. Maybe it was the metal and the hard water interacting. But yeah, he breathed it in for for overnight. It spent uh, months in the hospital, weeks in the hospital, in life and death. I like Jay Garrett. You like Jay Garrett? Oh, I mean, you know, he's he's one of those iconic personalities in the DC universe. You, know, you really couldn't have the DC universe without Jay Garrett. I mean, the stories, those old Golden Age stories are somewhat unreadable. Um, that's just because they, they're just in name. 
Some of them are inane. Yeah. But, I mean, for the time, I'm sure they were good. We're just used to something else. But now, I, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I just I like Jay Garrick. I like who he is and how he... they when they when Eventually, they brought the Earth 1 and Earth 2 together. Mm-hmm. How he became one of the elder statesmen. Yes. And graciously gave Barry the mantle of the Flash. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff Johns... Actually, uh, I said I was reading Rebirth last night. There is a quote in the first issue from Jay Garrick um, that I really enjoyed, and I think it really sums up the character of Barry Allen. And it really, and it also really sets the tone for the rest of the book. But I think it says a lot about Barry Allen uh, in all of the incarnations we've seen him in. I thought I was way past running. But this kid, his wonder and joy and unbreakable sense of right and wrong, it was absolutely infectious. Nice. And I think I think that's when I think that's they they uh, they kind of borrow that mentality for the television show because Barry is the glue that holds everything together. Yeah, unfortunately. Because <laughs> he well, also... Well, I mean, it's his name on the title card. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the, the DC Universe. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, he is. he's literally the clue that holds everything. Yeah, he's also the one that can, that, you know, the blame. <laughs> right. <laughs> when the shit hits a fan in the DC Universe, it's always Harry <sighs> Allen's fault. Yep. Well, I mean... It's like the the rebirth storyline. Johns posits that Barry Allen actually creates the Speed Force when he runs, and that it because speedsters can time travel, it reverberates on you know along both ends of the vector of time, you know into the past into the future. Right. From from the point of the lightning bolt striking him in, in his so lab, it's kind of like a uh, Trafalgadorian's view of Barry Allen. Yeah, kind of, and, and they they use it on the show though, right? They keep they they constantly refer to him as the one that started it. Now here here's the weird thing, and I might be wrong about this, but the speedsters in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Don't have these expansive time traveling powers that Barry Allen has. No, no, they just for they as just far as I know, they just really move fast. really fast. Yeah. Although, how how many there there are not as many speedsters in Marvel universe. No, as you have. Are. I mean, you have Quicksilver, the Wizard. What a weird name. Yeah. Um, um, and there's like a couple of versions of the wizard, right? Yeah. Ah, damn it, wizard. Clothes <laughs> are clean. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get dr- don't go drinking with the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I can drink you under the table. Ah, ah, God, no. Isn't there this 
There's an inhuman, isn't there, that runs really fast? There's got to be. Probably. The inhumans kind of duplicate everybody else's powers at right. some point. There might be a speedster <coughs> that was uh, part of the um, Lilandra's elite guard. Mm -hmm. But none, none of the speedsters in Marvel are as prominent as... No, not at all. I mean, none of them have the just the presence of the Flash. That's right. Flash is more iconic. I mean, when you think of Speedster, you think Flash. Right. That's true. Be it, be it. Usually, you think of Barry Allen. Well, right. I do because that's what that's what I'm watching. Well, I, I think he was also the Flash for the longest. Yeah. 59 to 86? Yeah, and how That's long... That's pretty yeah. good. Damn. How long did Wally have the actual Flash? Because Wally um, sacrificed himself as well. Yeah. And then it hit, Bart Allen became the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they realized they'd gone too far and they brought back there. Right. <laughs> now... I read a lot of uh, the Wally West run mm -hmm. uh, in the 90s, and I liked Wally West as the Flash. Yeah. Wally, Wally was the, the goofy one. Well, Wally West... Pardon me. I'm like 12. Wally, <laughs> Wally West was one of... The, Can't talk comic books without voice cracking. Let me screen it. Um, he was one of the only replacement sidekick from the 90s that I enjoyed reading. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rayner was kind of a dink. Right. Um, Connor Hawk was alright. But, like, nothing... Just didn't have the personality that Ollie had. Right. But Wally was, like, good. It was well-written. Um, they 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 did some interesting things with some of the, the villains with Wally. They replaced some of them, so you had a new trickster, new mirror master. Right. Um, but they made uh, the Pied Piper and him became buddies, mm -hmm. and they had like some really interesting stuff going on with just the stories. The whole right. top thing with the top mm -hmm. and the top the going. Insane. Right. Although the top was kind of a ridiculous villain in the first place. Yes. I get super intelligent by spinning! Woo! <laughs> he has the powers of a two-year-old. Well, now... <laughs> now that, that's the, one of the best things about the Flash, in any incarnation of the Flash, has mm. been that he has them hands down, and I'm sorry, Batman... But Flash's rogues gallery has yours beat. He's not sorry. Isn't it? I'm, I'm and, and, and I do like the Flash. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all have powers that are designed to counteract the Flash's speed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they even have like some, some version of speed of their own, like spinning around really fast. Mm -hmm. 
or the ability to command lightning. And wind and stuff like that, weather right. wizard. Right, or um, cold, because cold, you know, speed is heat. Cold slows you down. Yep. Basic thermodynamics. And, the, I mean, those are his iconic villains, like the Mirror Master. I mean, mm-hmm. he plays with light. Yep. Nothing light and illusion. And hard light, hard light illusions. Yeah. <laughs> That's where some of the science gets a little shaky for me. Right. It was the mirror mask. I like the character, but some of the some of the stuff that this guy does with mirrors is kind of like, yeah. Even as a kid, you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't that. think you could do that with a mirror. <laughs> I don't really know if you can. You know, it's 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 funny because. Because Mirror Master's main gag is is a super advanced version of Pepper's Ghost. <laughs> he just takes a reflection of someone and turns it into a copy. Right. Well, I mean, he has Mirror Worlds that he can yeah. put you in and all sorts of really cool shit. He's kind of like Mysterio, only actually a threat. Right. I, I fought this guy named Mysterio. He says he knows you. Yeah. Well, how do you? What do you do? He's like, oh, he just stood there and made a bunch of dinosaur noises and said, "You can't find me." <laughs> <laughs> he had a fucking fishbowl on his head. That was, that was text from superheroes. Is, is uh, they they do some really great stuff. Um, they did a Flash one. They where. Flash text Batman, asks him about uh, Ace the Bat-Hound, and says, you know, Batman's like, I just adopted a dog, trained him, and put him in a mask. What about Crypto? Is he Kryptonian? Yes, he's a Kryptonian dog. He's exposed to the sun, and he's like, great, that's all I needed. And Batman texts back, no, you are not going to douse your dog in chemicals and strike it with lightning. (laughs) (laughs) No. But I, but I get lonely on long runs. Barry would never do that. No, Barry would never do that. Barry? Bart, I mean... Bart might. Bart might. Barry and Wally, no. They don't do that. They are... Stand-up human beings. Right. And without... If you try to make Barry Allen dark and gritty... It, it nobody would buy it. Well, they have dark and gritty Barry Allen. It's Professor Zoo. Right. And he's he's a skeezy bad guy. Right. But he is the reverse Flash. He is certainly the reverse of Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Or Wally West, one of those Hunter Zolomon. Right. Right. Oh, there's a spoiler. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. That's that spoiler hasn't hasn't actually happened. It will. That's why it's a spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> well, now you've ruined everything for me. Yeah, we've run into the future, watched <sighs> season five of The Flash, and run back. <laughs> Nothing would please me more than to have season five of The Flash. Oh yeah, absolutely. It has to be one of the best shows on television. Yeah, I agree. 
because because it has it all. It, it, it really does. It's it's decent science fiction. It's superheroes. It's there's I mean they're they're funny. Cisco Ramon is hilarious. Yeah, every every character on that show is great. Mm-hmm. From from the villains, right? The the incidental characters. There's just it, and there are real world type interactions between them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have love triangles. We have that might be my only revenge plots. You know. My only complaint, and it's on all those shows, is the you got to have a love interest. Yeah. Right. Although they've been kind of like subverting that a lot with the Flash. Well, but even the love interest is honestly her own character with her own set of issues mm-hmm. and her own strengths and her own weaknesses. She's not just there to be something for somebody else. She's right. certainly not. I, I, you're, I'm assuming you're talking about Iris. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's a strong character. She's not just often, and I will say that the Iris in the original comic from the 50s may be a little bit of a two-dimensional Lois Lane copy. Right. She was Um, a reporter as well. Yeah, picture me. She's a reporter. She's very close to Barry Allen. And the Flash. Yeah. And I, I don't think she spends her time man, maniacally trying to prove that they're the same person. Right. And I don't I don't know if that has been more than once or twice the plot of a comic as opposed to Superman where it was. Like every comic. They, well, they had a whole fucking comic devoted to it, Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where every plot was, I'm going to prove Superman is Clark Kent. Right, and that led up to uh, a few months ago, her actually outing Clark Kent as Superman. <laughs> yeah, there's just some things you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of now that was kind of a dumb decision, DC. Um, so yeah, we were talking about oh and. There's, you know, I don't know about you guys, but it's like every episode of The Flash. There's, there's that sense of there's that sense of hope, and you really find yourself rooting for Barry. Oh heck yeah! And you know, I don't I don't know about you guys, but watching, uh, particularly the pilot episode where he's battling the Weather Wizard, and it looks like the Weather Wizard's gonna win. Barry's doubting himself. He doesn't think he can do it. And Harrison Wells just leans into the microphone and says, yes, you can do this. Run, Barry, run. And it's gotten to the point where every time they say those words, it's like a big deal. And it kind of chokes you up because it's like his, his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at all the scenes of him as a kid, they're all scenes of him being a victim. Mm-hmm. So no, that, grown up, he has grown up being a victim. That's a retcon, by the way. What's that? The Run, Barry, Run? Or the, no, the being a victim? His his mother dying. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a total retcon. 
Well, yeah, they kind of had to bring it along and give him kind of this tragic past. I don't really necessarily think that every hero needs to have that tragic past. I know DC seems to want that to be, but... Right. You know, why can't you have a hero who just likes to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing, not because they had a shitty childhood and want to get revenge for it? Right. Well, however, however, you know, um, yeah, they they ended up giving him that tragic past and stuff like that. But the Flash still does what he does because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, whether his mother died or not, if he had those powers, he would have been using them to help people. I like to think so. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like it's. It's pointless. So, so it just becomes it, a little... It gives him motivation to free his dad, and it, I guess that's cool for plot. Right. And it gave a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, prophecy of why he actually got his powers in the show. Mm-hmm. You'll get there, Kim. <laughs> no, I'm, I know I will. I know. Um... But as far as the character of the Flash, completely unnecessary. Right. Well, when you think of, of like Superman, you think, oh yeah, planet blew up, raised in the Midwest, so he does the right thing because he doesn't want people to have to go through that. You know, mm-hmm. he wants to do good. And Batman, you know, oh, his parents were tragically gunned down in front of him, and he's going to make sure that no kid has to suffer that. So he goes on his on his uh, quest for vengeance and justice. Don't Al Jordan, his father died. That's a retcon too. That's a retcon too? I believe so. I think um, that I think that just from uh, Emerald Dawn, which is a mm-hmm. great story. But I think Hal Jordan, the reason he does it it says it right there. He's fearless. Right. That's why he does it. And he's in the law and order. Right. What about Ollie? I think Ollie just wanted to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Ollie did get stranded on an island for... Liberal Batman. <laughs> well, Batman used to be liberal. Or Frank fucking Miller. Right. Um, no, Ollie was stranded on the island. I mean, that's definitely mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, a lot of shit happened to him. He, it was for a long time, and he learned how to shoot the bow so he can survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily know if he had... If, if his parents... If his dad died during that, or what? Yeah, I, I, I don't remember if it's, if it's his parents died or if he was just a self-obsessed playboy who yeah, suddenly he, got time to contemplate his actions. I think he might have been old enough to uh, make that turnaround. Because, yes, he was a frivolous one percenter mm-hmm. until, right. until the island. And, you know, it's actually it's one of the strengths I thought of the Silver Age DC is they went beyond the tragedy of superhero origins mm-hmm. 
Right, right. Ali, Ali's kind of more his his drive was more of a spiritual awakening type of thing. Right. You know, Flash just did it because it was the right thing to do. His good, good old fashioned Midwest upbringing. Well, he's also a cop. Yeah. Right. But even when even thinking about that, there's got to be a reason that you become a cop. I mean, when it comes to backgrounds, I think it actually makes a whole lot of sense for there to be tragedy in there. Because if you live your whole life when it's wonderful and nice and peaceful and everything's great, well, why do you think you have to do anything to change anything? Right, right. If, however, you have tragedy in your past, you know that things have been done, you know that, that there are bad things out there and there are bad people out there, that makes you all the more motivated to go out and do something. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Well, I think I think a lot of that was the lessons of his mother. You know, whether they just added the death, you know, to to shake things up a little bit. But you know, you always I always get this impression that that's just how Barry Allen was raised. Yeah, exactly. You know, that he became a cop because that's how you help people. He became a superhero because that's how you that's what you do when you have the ability to do that. Right. And you know that that sort of thing. He's he's always an optimist. So, which kind of makes for a little extra drama on something like the television show. That you know this character who's always we can do this, and he's always we can do this. It's never. It's mm. rarely ever I can yeah. do this. It's we yeah, can he's... do this. He's tried to go up on his own before, but yeah, he yeah, never always works. thinks about that. Oh shit! I actually need my team. Well, I'm he's, sorry. He's gone to dark places, right? But he does have his, you know, support group, his friends who can his lightning rods bring him back. His lightning rods, his his people to keep him grounded, right? Mm-hmm. Because because yeah. You know, Barry Allen's power set is just isn't just that he can move fast. No, I mean according to DC, I guess mm-hmm. he, he thinks fast. Yep. And in the he, TV show, he heals really fast. Yes, he and that's that makes sense because you can you kind of have to. Right. <sighs> And I, I, mean, I like the know. fact that they use the uh, that he has to eat a lot to keep up his metabolism. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a Wally West trait that they they've transferred over. Yeah, because they did that with the John Wesley Ship Show. Yeah, as well. Never really enjoyed that show. Muscle Suit Flash. <laughs> <laughs> that that poor that Flash show had borrowed too liberally from. Uh, Burton's Batman. To yeah. The, to the point that they CBS contracted Danny Elfman to write the theme song. <laughs> which which sounds like Batman. It does. I love Danny Elfman. Well, you know, a lot of the 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 CB the yeah, the you know, the current um, what is it, the C B shows uh, CW. CW shows all sound their themes sound almost exactly alike. I don't know. I, I like I like the I like the, them. They just sound very similar. You can you know, tell that, you can tell it's a oh it's a CW superhero show. Well, no, because Smallville had that Remy Zero soundtrack. 
Uh, see, I, I never they, they actually had a song. Oh, I, I don't care about Superman, so I never really. Uh, well, you know, but but the Flash also. It, I like the Flash's theme song. Yeah. You know that. Oh, I like it too. You know, it, it feels like the Flash. Now here is a question. Speaking of Smallville. Okay. How about Michael Rosenberg? Is Wally West? Yes. Fucking wonderful. <laughs> Fucking wonderful. I mean, they they made that character. I mean, we discussed this the last time. The heart of the Justice League. I mean, you know, they did the whole Justice Lords arc. The Flash dies. Superman goes ballistic. They did it so well, and I think. Um, Really early on, it might have been the second, the, the Brave and the Bold episode, mm-hmm. where right. Green Lantern had a, was on trial. No, no, right. well, no, it was the Gorilla Grodd one. Right. Where it opens up and he's in the in the restaurant, flirting with two girls. Right. He's like, because I'm the Flash, and they're all like the fastest man. Alive. Right, and then he so saves he them. Totally be a bore. Right. <laughs> but then when it comes down to it. Why didn't you get his number? <laughs> he puts his money where his mouth is. <laughs> and and the, the whole series was like that for him. He was just on the edge of, you really want to punch this guy in the face. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell, he, he comes in, he comes in, and uh, he's flirting with Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Like, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Stick with me. I'll get you all the macchiatos you want. <laughs> and then, he, then he's flirting with Hawkgirl. Yep. And and I, I remember that uh, that episode. I think it was like the second or third episode of Justice League. And he's he's sitting there. It's him and Hawkgirl. He's flirting with her. And I, I don't remember if it was Batman or Martian Manhunter comes in. It's probably Batman. All right. It just like brings everything down. And then Hawk Girl's like, I'll be downstairs making some repairs. And, you know, she's like looking directly at the Flash when she says it. You know, it's like, ooh. <laughs> and yeah, and, and he's trying to reconcile Hawk Girl and Wonder Woman because they got in a big argument after the Thanagarian War. Right. You know. Or <laughs> when he switched minds with Luthor. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's like, aren't you going to wash your hands? No. No. Because I'm, I'm evil. evil. <laughs> and, then, and then Luthor is in the bathroom. And goes, right. Well, I can finally find out who the Flash is. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is great because everybody else, either people know who they are, everybody knows who uh, who Green Green Lantern is on the show. Right. Everybody knows it's John Stewart. Right. Because he doesn't even wear a mask. He doesn't even bother. Right. Every, I mean, people know who Diana Prince is. Right. They um, don't know. They don't know Batman. They don't know Superman. But right. But they know. Shira, you would know Clark Kent, and you would know Batman. 
Right. Uh, or Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, you, you would know who they were. They're famous people. But he's Wally West. He's like uh, just so a, nobody, nobody he's a knows schlub. This guy he's a CSI is. schlub. Right. <laughs> He's a CSI from Central City, Missouri. Right. Yeah. Nobody, no, who cares who this guy is? But, but the funny thing about it is, is Flash doesn't know anybody's secret identity either. Right. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But there's that one. There's the one episode, the the very beginning. Of, I think it's Starcrossed or something. Yeah. Like that the Sanagarian invasion one. And they're all standing in the de- in the department store and and. Martian Manhunter suggests that they all go as their secret identities, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't think you know. I don't think we want to be revealing who we are." And Batman's like, "Clark Kent, Wally West, Bruce Wayne." <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> and, and Flash is just like, "That's kind of a letdown." <laughs> they wrote. The Flash really well for that yeah, show. Yeah, they did. Dwayne McDuffie, motherfuckers. That's right. And, you know, he. speaking of animation, I, I watched Flashpoint Paradox this morning. Right. Again. And, and it's really good. But he's, he's the heart of the Justice League there, too. Well, yeah, he's the only thing that keeps them together. Yeah. I mean, like, the in the Flashpoint universe. Right, you know, and it's the, the whole something's going down at the Flash Museum, and yeah, so he runs up, and that I love that aspect of the character too, is that Central City actually gives the Flash a museum. Well, hell, Flash Appreciation Day. Yep, Flash Appreciation Day is is it's an actual holiday in Central City, mm-hmm. or festival. It's been on. It's been on the television series. It was the uh, first episode of season two. They had Flash Flash Day. They just called it Flash Day. Right. Well, and it was in Justice League mm-hmm. when they opened up the, the music. The, they opened the Flash Museum. And uh, Mark Hamill is the trickster. Yep. Yep. Now, are you on again, James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They make me feel funny. That's not how it works, James. <laughs> you know, and, and that that whole scene really sets up the difference between the Flash and all these other characters, because you know Batman would have just hauled his ass out of there, right? Roughed him up, hung him from a building. Said, well, you're going back to Arkham. Well, oh, fucking Orion was beside himself with anger that Flash was like. Molly coddling these villains. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I, and I don't think Kevin Conroy's Batman would have done that. Kevin Conroy's Batman have has given people breaks. I I think Kevin Conroy's Batman learned it from the Flash. No, I mean like in in Batman in, the animated series. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't all about hauling you off to jail. Right. Automatically. Yeah, that's true. Even even though now, also in Justice League, there's that one episode where the Flash does do a, a Batman tactic, where he's holding a guy off the side of a building to get the answers he wants. 
But, you know, sometimes you got to do that. But he takes it one step further than Batman does because well, he lets him go. Get him. <laughs> right. But it was just funny. He's like, oh, you wouldn't do that. You're the Flash. Whoop. <laughs> and he runs down the side of the building and catches him, but still. That would be a hell of a motivator. Mm-hmm. Actually falling. Damn. Now... Now, getting back to the television series, one of the things that they that they do that's great on the television series is the build-ups to all these iconic things that Flash can do. Um, you know, they they kind of took for granted on Justice League the cartoon simply because it was an ensemble cast and they had to get everybody else in. So yeah, Flash can run across water, Flash can run up right. walls, stuff like that. But in on the television series, it's like, you know, he has to figure out that he can run up the side of a building, that he can run across water. Right. Which also makes sense. You don't know if you can do something until you try it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. pushed by Harrison Wells. Yes. Yeah. And always, always pushed by Harrison Wells. Now, that was also, you know, part of the plot. The overarching plot of the series is he gets these new ways to use his powers because Harrison Wells is pushing him to be faster. Right. He needs him to be. Right. Because, borrowing from that rebirth thing, Barry Allen is the speed force. Right. Well, I I think in... And he has to be a certain power level for... For Thong to... To steal. To exist. Yeah. But not um, in the backtrack. But now, yeah. what about Neil Patrick Harris's Flash? Uh, Justice League: New Frontier. Yeah. I I like that one too. I like that, that one too. He, I think he captured the essence of Barry Allen. He did. He did. If if. Neil Patrick Harris, you know, Grant Gustin was is, is great as Barry Allen as the Flash. Um, the uh, Neil Patrick Harris would probably be the other choice for that character. I mean, just the the the, the, the solo scene with the Flash toward the beginning, mm-hmm. where the Iris is at the fight, and he's watch and he's back in Central City watching the fight. Right. Captain Cole comes in. And he realizes, oh shit, Captain Cold's attacking, and Iris is there. Yep. Bam. Automatic. Yep. Not my Iris. And they do the whole, you know, starburst. He's running through the center of the screen, hits the ring, the costume pops out. Right. Which I can't wait till they get that in the show. That's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be amazing. They've been teasing at it and teasing at it, and Thawne has that power. Right, and and Cisco has been trying to figure it out. But that yeah, that will be that will probably be like the the final piece of the Flash we all know and love. Right there is having the suit that comes out of the ring. So it took what four seasons for the Arrow to become green. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably be beginning of season four. 
<laughs> although, although the Flash moves much faster. <laughs> as fast as the speed of plot. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fastest thing in the middle. The fastest man alive. Um. Okay, so you didn't really like John Wesley Shipp's show. Not really. Um, it was very disappointing. It was disappointing. Although it did give us Mark Hamill as the trickster. That's true. That that's how he got the role, which he reprised in the current iteration of Flash. Yes, and that's actually one of the best episodes from season one. Mm-hmm. That is, that is. Um, yeah. And he, he's just he's just a great character all the way around. Um, I think we've covered we've covered just about everything. <laughs> we is haven't talked about the new fifty two flash. New fifty two flash? Um it's been so long since I've read the new fifty two flash. That so I don't, you are listening. My thumb is pointing down. Right. <laughs> although although um, with with the rebirth event coming, I'm I'm probably going to end up picking the flash back up. Yeah, I. So they're they're new writers, new artists. I really tried to follow that one even after, but it just got done. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's just the new fifty two really is just was a big fucking disappointment. Overall, yeah, I mean. I mean, there were know, some shining moments, I guess. Uh, Secret Six. Yeah, but that was really outside of the new fifty two. Right, right, and pretty much anything that was like disconnected from the new Fifty Two. Right, I know you but, like Constantine. Yeah, Constantine. I, I you know, I liked Hellblazer was such a better comic. Right, Hellblazer was good, but Constantine was good, and Constantine the Hellblazer was good. You know, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the art style, but it grows on you after a while. Yes, uh, uh, Gotham After Midnight. Gotham After Midnight was good. Very short-lived. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, it, it had its moments here and there. I liked Batgirl, both both Gail and uh, the new guy, the guy that was doing it in the middle. I forget. Babs Tar did the artwork. Yeah, but then once they once they fucked Batman even more and made Gordon Batman just kind of became another yeah another casualty of Scott Snyder's crappy plot. Well, he's he's only got one title, so. Ladies and gentlemen, if your last name is Snyder, just stay the fuck away from Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah, what is it with with Snyder's and fucking DC? <coughs> and there, you know, there are people just now putting that together. You know, after Batman versus Superman, that you know, uh, Zack Snyder. Wait a minute! Didn't the guy that wrote Batman through the New Fifty Two isn't his name Snyder too? Yeah, but a lot of people like it. That 
boggles my mind. And maybe yeah. it's just because a lot of people are the people who like it are more vocal than the people who don't. Uh, the people who like it are I don't know necessarily vocal, but they're talking with their wallets and Snyder's Batman run was one of the best selling comics of the of what the last decade or whatever, five years or so. However long this this new fifty two thing's been going on. What, like two thousand twelve? Something like that. And yeah, and he's they've been buying his Batman books. And he does get fairly positive reviews, although longtime Batman fans just for some reason just can't get behind it. And I never actually read any of Snyder's Batman work, so I can't tell you. I can't. Because you did. You who are listening. <laughs> Steve Steve went out and got a soapbox to stand on. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take much. Actually, he's standing on it now. That's that's how the camera could see him. That's right. Yes. It's part of my contract that I have to act in a hole on top of a soapbox. That makes the downward pointed thumb all the more menacing as it is pointing directly down into your face. No one gets my Monty Python references. Ah. Oh, I probably should have. What was so it? Sick. What was it? <laughs> Act in a hole while standing on a box. Perry, uh, Perry of the Arctic or Perry of the Antarctic. Remember that one? Ah, uh, no, I don't. Shoot, I am remiss. To YouTube. Don't ask me. I don't know. Now um, for something completely different. Yes. Swamp thing. A comic. Um. Yeah. I don't like spam. I don't like spam. Oh, right. I so. love it. <laughs> I'm having the spam, 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 egg spam, spam. So I guess uh, I guess we'll we'll cut it off right there with Scott Snyder's Batman sucks. We're glad <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> um. So thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We will be discussing uh, the new novella, The Ballad of Black Tom. Oh, yeah. Which which actually is pretty good. So. It, it is, is freaking awesome. Yeah, for those of you who got caught up in the social justice warrior aspect of it, because that was going around. Right. Just, just go read the actual thing. It's good. It's right. a good mythos tale. Yes. All right, and then let's see. Monday night, will we we will be continuing a time to harvest? Yes. I I figure we just plow through that. Get it? Yeah, because get I it. think we only get, get yeah plow get through it. that. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I, that's uh, Chaosium's organized play campaign. Yep. And I believe it's run by Chaosium's Nick Nicario. Yeah, for so, us, yeah. who 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 also declared Monday Night Heroes to be the official unofficial gaming group for Call of Cthulhu. That's us. Um, Go us. 
So yeah, that'll be Monday night. I think uh, I think he's going to actually wrap up this month's episode of A Time to Harvest, and then we'll be getting back to. Then I'll kill you on to bet. Yeah, back to massive Nyarlathotep until the next month. Next month's release, and as always, Friday Fungi will be back on Friday. Shadows of Yog Sothoth. Shadows of Yog Sothoth, with. Uh, James's version of the Weird Company. That should always mm-hmm. be pronounced. Shadows of Yolk Sothoth should always be pronounced with Max von Sydow's voice. Really? I, I yeah. was thinking like movie trailer guy. No, fucking movie trailer guy. Max von Sydow. Well, I can't do Max von Sydow, but I can do movie trailer guy. Okay. Shadows of Yolk Sothoth. In a world. So, Monday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time will be a time to harvest. Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time will be Friday Fungi, Shadows of Dogs. So don't we have a special Wednesday event? Oh, yes, we do have a, we have an event on Wednesday, and Leo will be interviewing someone I've forgotten their name. Oh, Shit. It starts with... Sorry, Leo. G? Sorry, Leah. If she were listening, she could just quickly message us. Blah, blah, blah. Ah, damn it. So that'll be... He's interviewing a guy. What's that? He's interviewing a guy. A guy. In a world. In a world where Leah interviews a guy. Um, let's see if I can find it. April 13th, 9.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Wait, 9? Yes, yeah, her times are central time zone. So. Oh, all right. Spare magic helmet. <laughs> I'm going up to the chat. Magic helmet. Bacon and eggs. Mm. Oh, here we go. Um. Damn it! Where the hell is it? Potato, potato. Senpai noticed me. Senpai oh, noticed me. She doesn't say who it was. Oh well. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, did you create a? No, I did not. No. But we suck. This is why we're a two-bit operation. Yeah. You are a two-bit you operation. You let Leah down. Forget I mentioned it. No, I'll find no, it. No, Stall, I'll it. find it. <laughs> so, why... Leah, I found it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Leah Bond will be interviewing John Hook. On April 13th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. But probably more like 9.45. Because John might be running late. (laughs) Because he has kids. And there might be a meltdown. (laughs) 
All right, Still so here, here's this week's question for everybody. Is Laurel Lance really dead? Is Laurel Lance really dead? Is anybody? Ever? Only on Arrow. <laughs> now Arrow's got Lazarus pit. No. That's right. Exactly. Nyssa destroyed the Lazarus pit. But was it the only one? I don't know. I guess we'll find out on Wednesday. Well, we'll find out in season five. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, uh, her actress, and I, oh my god, I've forgotten her name too. I have, I went to sleep this afternoon and forgot everybody's name. Um, she is slated to be on The Flash. Yes, but it was going to be the Earth 2 version of her. Right. The Earth 2 version, the who Black is actually a character Siren. from Justice League. The Black Siren. The Black Siren. My, my thinking is she had Ollie do some, I spent five years on a mystical island, fake my death shit, mm. so that she could be the canary full-time, and that she is going to change her name from uh, Laura to Dinah. Okay. Her mom. She's going to take I, her think, I think they're going to pull a Wells. They're going to pull a Harrison Wells. And Laurel Lance on Earth-1 is dead. Earth-2, Black Siren, is dead. Dinah Lance and is a metahuman and will be and will take her place as a black canary. Okay. Rocky has made an official prediction. That's my prediction. What's that? That's a keychain. No, it's a keychain. Its eyeballs are popping out. Oh. No. Damn no. your eyes. Too late. Damn your eyes. Save us, Flash! Uh, this is a... Everybody gets one. I think this Molly got this from a birthday party swag. Oh. Birthday swag. Nice. Molly has the swag. Thrill as we go for ten minutes of Steve squeezing the keychain. <laughs> We're gonna have to edit all this shit out. Wait, we edit? <laughs> Only on the flash episode. Only on the flash episode. <laughs> Alright, so <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Yeah, goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, goodnight. Microphones of Madness is a member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcasting Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.